0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cool Talks. I'm your host, Grady Cool, and with me have my lovely co-host, I'm Jack. And on this show, we like to get the perspectives of people from all walks of life in order to hear their life lessons and maybe apply them to ourselves in the end. This week, we have our lovely guest, Forrest Stevens. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> and he has his own YouTube channel, made his own documentary about van life, and this week, we are going to be talking about learning to... Make an impact on the world through creating. Stick around.
1: So, Forrest, when did you start making documentaries and videos?
0: Um, Well,
2: I started making videos when I was like 11, when YouTube was first a thing. So, I guess in 2006. Um, And it was like, I was inspired a lot by Jackass and CKY. So, it was like a lot of stunt videos with my friends, (laughs) just being goofs, you know, pranks. And it sort of, it sort of developed into like skateboarding videos and even music videos and things. Um, and I got, I got out of that and started playing music. Then I went traveling and I came back and I was like, I was like, okay, it's going to be easier to like kind of pursue a creative field if I have an audience. So I'm just going to start creating a YouTube channel. And this was when I was, um, 19, I got back into it and, uh, so 19, 2013, and then, uh, I started, you know, releasing a lot of travel videos, a lot of, a lot of music videos that I made of my own music, a bunch of different stuff. And then, uh, in 2017, I started uploading, uh, van tours and documentaries. And that's because I did like a van tour of my own van. I was living in a minivan for a little while and traveling. And that video got like a ton of views compared to any of my other videos. So I was like, "Okay, there's an interest here. there's an audience yeah so i uh I doubled down on that, and I was living in uh, tofino, british columbia, Canada, and it's like a little surf town, a lot of hippies, a lot of people living in vans, tiny houses, tree houses, all sorts of crazy stuff so um I had some friends I could film with right away and i and i did and and they the video started to really pop and uh that year that same year i um was able to quit my job because I was making the same amount of money from YouTube as I was from, uh, as I was from, uh, working in a restaurant. And so 2017 was when I, I guess I started to answer your question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the dream though, isn't it? To be able to kind of make your creative passion, your, your full-time thing.
0: Yeah. Especially the way you did it where it was like slowly exploring it and then eventually being like, well, yeah, this does work.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and I knew I sort of had like a niche thing that I could double down on. And I was like, okay, I can reproduce results with, uh, these videos. Um, and not every video you release, even when you find something that works is going to be as good as the last or get as many views. So it's like YouTube. And, you know, I've been doing this full time since the end of 2017. So I've seen like ups and downs and like the first year it was like, did I make the right decision? Because, you know, I quit my job in November, December when the ad rates were good. All of a sudden, January, February, I'm like, me mean, I'm like, okay, at least I saved a little bit. You know, let's try to do this <laughs> and just keep pushing through. Yeah. And, you know, and it, it's worked. I mean, uh, you know, that's, I got, what, four years of full-time YouTube. I just bought a house uh, just from YouTube. And, and you're right, Jack, it, it is like, It is the dream, you know, to to be able to pursue your creative passion. And there's been compromise to a degree, like with what I do, you know, is it like, do I always want to make van tours and documentaries about this certain subject? No, but at least I get to work in that field, explore how to create these things and and translate that skill over to my other interests, you know, and, and obviously filmmaking and documentary making is in that, right? Is, is one of my big interests.
1: Okay.
0: Gotcha. That's actually yeah, really that's, cool. That's cool.
1: Can you talk uh, a little more about the documentaries? What have those been about?
2: Yeah. So, um, 2018, uh, the van tours were doing really well. I was like, okay, van life, you know, people living like this. This is a, a thing. I'm going to make a bigger documentary about it. So, that was the first documentary I made was like bigger documentary. The idea was to make like a 45-minute long feature-length documentary, um, and try to aim it at Netflix was the idea. And um, so I started filming, uh, like, I was already filming these van tours, so what I did is I asked these people a couple extra questions that I didn't include in those weekly uh, YouTube videos I was releasing. I compiled those, and that became the basis of this documentary called The Reality of Hashtag Van Life which I released in the summer of 2018 and I filmed extra footage as well. And I sort of made this, this story about uh, the Instagram side of van life, how people get into this and they think they can uh, just take pictures at the beach and get a bunch of followers and then get some sponsors and like, and that. So, so I was kind of like making a documentary about that side of it Um, and how there's a lot of pictures all, all over Instagram of, people that don't live in vans that are posing in front of vans. And so anyway, that's what the documentary was about. And it was, uh, it went over really well. Um, it was, it hit the front page of Reddit, um, later that year, I think it was like peaked at like number seven or something in documentaries, uh, which was awesome. It was like in one day, it got like 220,000 views on YouTube just from being on Reddit that one day. Um, and then uh and then a, a media company, a media distribution company, they're called an aggregator, reached out yeah. to me because of that. And so with their help I was able to get on other streaming platforms with that movie. So I'm on Prime Video, uh, Tubi, Roku, um and then they're just continuing to work with me with my other films that I've since produced because that was in 2018. I filmed a couple documentaries since, um, more like travel films actually. And then uh, I've compiled the alternative dwelling series that I've been making into like a, a show as well. So that's on there as well with through them. So that's kind of how I've progressed. I, you know, when you're doing this kind of work, it's like how much different ways can I make money from what like from my work like you know and and this world being uh sort of like royalty based and ad ad based it's always about having attention on your content but you know with something like the van life movie which was very successful it's constantly drawing eyes on like prime video and stuff so it continues to make money uh to this day which is very nice
0: yeah that's I really bet impressive that's, yeah. i'm guessing that makes life feel very secure
2: yeah i mean it's it is uh very it's very nice like even if i went like even if i had had like because the money you know ebbs and flows but it's like even if i had to go get a, a regular job or something i would still have this monthly income coming in right. on top of my of my regular income so it's really like there's not really any losing in the situation of having like i own something like i created property that is worth something and it, it's like an asset so, I don't know. It's it's like if I can just continue creating assets, create continue creating documentaries and build the business even bigger, that's kind of like where I'm I'm heading with that as well.
1: Yeah. That seems really yeah, cool. That would be fantastic. I feel like things this kind
0: of transitions into that, but what made you want to break from the traditional lifestyle and get into the whole van style van lifestyle with things with it Was it just the documentary series or was there something that originally kind of inspired you to start looking into it
2: um i feel like i've always kind of been interested in like different stuff you know like a different way of life um yeah partially like my upbringing you know i I grew up on an island uh of 300 people um small island off of like a main town and so I was like, you know, and it was a very safe island. There was no cars on the island. People, like, had golf carts to get around or bikes. Oh, and it was like a gravel road. It was, it was very strange. But um, being a kid, like, I was able to, like, go and hang out with all these other kids and families that were living, like, sort of a definitely a different lifestyle than a very traditional lifestyle. A lot of hippie people. And, and I was able to just sort of have a lot of free roam in nature. And... Um, I think I always valued that. So even coming into my teenage life, um, I've always valued like having free time and not being sort of tied down to things and being out in nature and and deciding what I want to do and being creative. And so these are always, these are always values that I've had, um, that I felt are important. And, and then, you know, um, i'm also sort of interested in like things that make me more aware as well so you know meditation um even like psychedelics and things and uh you know i don't know how much you guys talk about this kind of stuff at all but um
0: (laughs) feel free to feel free to go into any topic you want with it i've (laughs) always i don't think either one of us has experimented much with psychedelics but definitely an interesting topic
2: right well even what were you gonna say jack
1: Oh, no, I'm just saying, yeah, we'd love to hear about it.
2: Sure. Well, even just with, like, cannabis as a teenager, you know, it's, like, casual cannabis use, um, for me, has been super impactful. Uh, it's something that, like, heightened my awareness of uh, who I want to be, how I want to be, what I, what I want to be around, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: Was that over time, or would there be, like, you'd light up, then there'd be, like, a certain moment where it's, like, all of a sudden you'll be sitting there and Say it's like man
1: or something yeah okay oh yeah like um
2: it's over a bunch of different experiences like like for instance like like i think cannabis is extremely underrated i think people talk about it just very vaguely and generally and oh people smoke yeah, weed or whatever yeah. and it's not a right. big deal to me it makes me extremely sensitive and and it can be an extremely challenging thing to be stoned in certain situations i'll i'll get extreme anxiety and panic and so um i you know and then there's other times where i'll be completely euphoric and feel very connected and very you know um uh just feel a a wholeness with the universe or with nature or whatever and so uh i was having these different experiences and continue to have experiences like that where there's this great contrast and what is it that's the contrast is it the situation i'm in is it the mindset i'm in um you know these are the things people talk about with psychedelics as being the most important is set and setting so i think that extends down to something as uh um something like cannabis as well so you know in my teenage life i i situations where i'd get too stoned at a party and there'd be people um behaving in certain manners uh, you know breaking stuff being violent anything yeah. like that, and it's just like, okay, that is not something that I'm interested in, that doesn't make me feel good, then I would go and get stoned with my friends in the forest, and we would look at some plant for the first time and be like, wow, this is amazing, like, think about like, this crazy world we live on, and it's like, okay, this is more of like a lifestyle I want to live, where I can feel in awe more regularly. That makes and... a lot of
1: sense. Got more mindfulness than I'd say.
2: Yeah, more mindfulness, and, and yeah, it's continued on, like, um, I'm a daily practitioner of, of yoga now. Uh, I do a lot of meditation, and I still use cannabis and occasionally use psychedelics. And, and I continue to expand, like, working on uh, getting those, getting my life to where I want it to be, where I can uh, authentically be myself, know myself, be myself in this world. And... um and in that way have the greatest impact and effect that I can have as a human being. Cause we only go around, uh, this world, you know, once or whatever the saying is, you know, we only live once. Right. And, uh, and, and it's like to live a life that's, you know, there's a lot of people in this world that live lives where it's, uh, just sort of they're going down an easy way or like a programmed way. And, um, we all have programming, and my my belief is we all have programming because of the way we were raised and the life that we've had, and we are also capable of breaking free of that programming and becoming somebody who we actually want to be as opposed to somebody we just feel like we are
1: Got it, so you're you're all about that uh taking charge of your own destiny uh Would you say it's fair to say that you've never really? had what, what people consider that traditional lifestyle, or the normal lifestyle, you've just kind of been looking at that from the outside?
2: That's a good question. Um, yeah, possibly looking at it from the outside, still understanding it, seeing, you know, and it, it's not, it's not necessarily so cut and dry, you know, it's, it's, um, right. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of overlap in some ways. I'd be very traditional in other ways. I wouldn't, um, you know, I've had typical experiences as well as very atypical experiences. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, there's something about, um, there's something about sort of having the chance to look in on, on a a life and observe it. Um, Whereas uh, some people might not uh, have that natural inkling to, to think, of being aware of something they might just live it out you know so there was that for me you know i was able to have that first step of awareness at least
0: gotcha
1: yeah i think it's fair to say that he's put a lot into raising that awareness yeah Yeah. um
0: do you feel like that's a big part of van life and that's kind of what drove you to that and then where you're at now kind of allows you to also kind of still get that perspective
2: i think um yeah, you know there's a lot of things uh there's a lot of things that can make you more aware and one of them is travel and van life is just an extension of travel you know the I had this experience that was um I felt like I was on LSD for 2 days straight and I was completely sober and all I was doing was just fully immersing myself in travel it was uh 20 the beginning of 2020 my partner and I lived in a motor home and we we drove to this beach and we went to this this van life meetup and it was completely euphoric I was able to completely kind of be myself and and really uh, be in the moment that's what it was it was really just kind of in the moment and that's what I find a lot of van dwellers have in common and you know i meet but you know i filmed 150 something van tours right now for my channel different media and
0: that's wild
2: yeah and so like i've met a ton of people and one of the things we all have in common is that we've decided to do something we've made a conscious choice to seek something out an experience and an experience of freedom and an experience of being in the moment and and uh so yeah van life is definitely the people that are attracted to it are generally going to be um, people who are interested in similar things and, and living that kind of, like, uh, that different life, I guess. I, I'm not really sure how
0: to fully explain it, but that's the best that I can That makes guess. a lot of sense, though. I feel like that's one of those things where it's like, you hear about it and it's just kind of like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I feel like it's kind of hard to understand uh, if you're not living in a van. <laughs> you know it's, it's just to, a different to, way
2: To it to like understand what the life is or
1: i i guess i guess to understand what it what it is i mean i can see the appeal obviously right the travel the community you can get with it but then you know living your life that way it's it's very interesting and that really does tie into our next question which is really simple what, what was it like living in the van
2: um yeah i mean i've lived in a van three different times for uh different periods of time uh the last one was for nine months in um in like my dream rig so Mm -hmm. you know i started in a dodge caravan minivan um moved up to a uh like a cargo van type it was a passenger van but it was like a cargo van style a g20 chevy g20 uh the last van i had was actually considered a motorhome class c motorhome it's a 1988 toyota hilux so it's you know four cylinder good on gas, but has like this the full space of a motorhome and that's what me and my partner lived in and it was awesome you know um there's a lot of different ways i could uh there's a lot of different things I could talk about, but um it was it of course it had its own challenges, but like for one for instance, like one of the benefits is just that everything is within arm's reach almost which seems kind of funny to some people. Like, you know, to have such a small amount of space seems definitely like a, a downside. But it's like um, you're never really kind of looking for every anything. You know where everything is. Uh, your life is very simple. And and because you've said no to so many other things that, that go along with the normal, you can say yes to other things, which is saying yes to driving down the road, looking for a spot, saying yes to hanging out and meeting somebody and and being out in the world more. Like that's the idea as well with living in a van is to not necessarily like live in your van as much as you would in a house. You live out of your van. You, you just definitely spend time in your van, but you, you try to go places where you can go outside. You can enjoy the world around you. Um, that's a huge benefit of being in a van. And uh, it was... Never challenging really for us um, in the in the last van because it was like the proper size. The previous vans were mm. too small for two people and a cat it was It was insane um, that makes sense yeah yeah, so you got to find the van that best suits you and uh, it was a good experience overall in every single one of the cases, and we were doing a lot of traveling in the last in the first two vans as opposed to living this one. This last one was supposed to be us living in the van um, and traveling North America, filming van tours, making documentaries, shooting vlogs, and um, and uh, that never happened because uh, because of COVID. So we had to like yeah. kind of be like, okay, now we're living in this van, stationary, waiting this out, and then realizing, okay, this isn't something we can just wait yeah. out. Yeah, unfortunately, like,
1: <laughs> a lot of people yeah. didn't realize that
2: yeah totally and then it was like okay so i guess i'm uh we're going on to the next step because initially the plan was a two-year plan of traveling north america for one year parking the van at family flying to australia doing the same thing filming tours traveling and then coming back and buying property and um so we skipped all of that and bought property and so that's what i'm doing now makes a lot of sense
1: (laughs) right okay Is there any idea or is there any plans to ever return to that original idea or pick that up at a later point?
2: Definitely. Like we still have the the van, the the dream rig, the Toyota motorhome. And um, we have lots of plans for the van. Uh, Next spring we plan, you know, I I moved across the country, so I plan to go go back. Um, We have to deal with some stuff we left behind. Uh, All our, you know, a bunch of our friends are there. My family's there. so. We'll be going back for a trip to see all them and film tours as well and then we'll be bringing the van back here and putting it up on airbnb on the property and making some money from that as well so the van the van hasn't uh hasn't finished at all and and we definitely you know there's that one trip i just said in in next spring that we're going to do but there's countless trips throughout the years of just going for filming or or Fun, you know, whichever. It's it's always there, the option. Now that we have Seems it. Seems
0: like you kinda get a little bit of both.
1: It's really interesting.
2: Definitely <laughs> both. Gotta have fun with everything you do.
1: Yeah.
0: So I guess that question's pretty self explanatory. <laughs> anyway. It was about the <laughs> homestead in the Yeah, it was like, why did you settle down? It's like, well, COVID. You we just said yeah. it right there. <laughs> yeah. So Got your new homestead. Sounds like you kind of got a plan for about a year out from now. And as far as what you're doing, kind of bigger scheme with things, have these van tours you're doing, have some documentaries where it sounds like you're trying to build up some assets so you can basically be financially kind of independent and not have to worry about much anything. It sounds like the Airbnb is also a really good decision with that type of thing. Where do you see yourself kind of going with this whole YouTube journey, van life, homesteading, kind of, you know, four or five years kind of down the line?
2: Well, the idea is to is to make some change um, in the world and uh, to do so by changing myself and changing the world around me and by documenting that process. So I've gotten, I've been vlogging this entire time too. And actually prior to the van life or the van tours, I was sort of, doing like a vlog even though i didn't know what a vlog was back then um and uh and the idea is to document um somebody who you know when when i told you i i started to i was like oh i need to build an audience so i'll make a youtube channel back when i was 19 i forgot to mention that i was living in a hammock tent at the time on the beach just squatting with no, no money nothing and uh and so i took myself from there to now i have this homestead i have this business um you know i've i've got a a partner you know all this stuff and it's it's like um i want to continue showing uh what is possible for anybody um it's
1: Definitely. possible
2: you know to to follow your dreams right that's what it is and to if you if you work hard if you make plans if you execute them um you can you can change the world around you. And so the idea is to have a positive impact and by specifically what I'm doing here on the homestead. For for instance, um it started this year with, with my uh goal was to um learn as much as possible about growing food, um, gardening, uh building. I, I'm still constantly learning about all these things. And uh to try to become self sufficient myself and then Next year will be, um, I plan on building a farm stand where all the food will be free and it will all come from the garden. So it'll be completely organic, you know, beautiful produce, preserves, um, medicinal products, all sorts of stuff. And on the homestead itself, it'll be free. And the idea there is to inspire and to show that, you know, it's possible to, uh, to live better. And um, that's what I'm trying to do through my videos as well, is just to document um, myself becoming, uh, you know, my self-actualized self, the the person I want to become, um, continuing to do good with, you know, in the world. So that's one of the things that I want to do. I also kind of want to open up the homestead a little bit as like a creative space. So continuing to work with other people, freelancers, creatives of all sorts. And giving space and opportunity for other people to pursue their dreams as well, not just inspire, but actually have like an impact on uh, individuals who will continue to impact the world. You know, we we can only do so much as one person. But if we all work together, it's it makes the the work a lot easier. And in my opinion, there's a lot um, there's a lot of problems in the world. And, um, you know, if we put our heads together and we do some good work, I think we can i think we can make an impact
0: definitely
1: yeah yeah so the the change you're talking about making is you, you think you, you have to you have to be your best self before you can make the change you want to make and well you don't just want to inspire people but you want to also help them out personally
2: yeah and it, it, i don't think that um i don't think that there's ever ever going to be perfection in any individual i think it's uh life is a constant progress where we constantly need to be, uh, working. Like there's no days off, you know, every, like they're literally like, if you, if you look at time, it doesn't even really exist. It's just a belief that we have. So all we have is the now and the moment. So, uh, can we always be our best selves every single moment? Probably not. We're probably going to be a little shitty sometimes. Um, we're probably going to just not be, you know, in the mood, you know, or whatever, or falling into some default pattern behavior that we haven't dealt with, we haven't fixed. Um, so the idea there is like, is to, is to be able to help. And it, for me, it starts with, um, starts with like helping as many and, and, um, select few as, as possible as well, you know? So it's like, um, I think in my opinion, like the, some of the the larger issues are um, uh, mental health issues for instance and I think um, I think we all sort of need help in that way or like so many people do and so many people aren't even aware of it and so even just by talking about these things um, it can make people more aware of the of the issues that they thought were totally normal like we we a lot of times we think our lives are normal and then we only realize that they're that we've lived a strange life or we've had this experience or that experience. And it, it was actually something that shaped us when we, uh, hear it from other people, you know, so Mm -hmm. that, that's, uh, that's why I have the one podcast that I do. Actually, I have two podcasts that I do. One of them is called what I learned from, and it deep dives in on a specific experience or subject with myself or with a guest. And, and so that is that the idea of that is to provide some some concrete educational information uh, summed up into these stories in this podcast, um, so people can learn from that, and they can uh, they can you know it's a little little bit of help. And the other podcast is called Open Conversations, with, and the idea there is, it's two people, it's me and my friend Johnny, and we we talk as openly as we possibly can about what we're going through our lives. You know, it, it becomes sort of like a men's group almost type thing where you know we we talk about emotions we talk about these these problems that people don't normally talk about you know um and and that i think as well is a, is a very helpful thing to see like in my opinion it would be very helpful to have um you know people uh who are open as as role models or as uh, inspiration yeah. in my life
1: yeah certainly that would yeah. make a big difference in a lot of people's lives yeah. especially as you're saying you know People don't even know when they have mental illness half the time because you just don't talk about it.
0: I think that the way you're tackling it, it makes a lot of sense. Putting it out there on a platform where people can see it on a large scale, but then also having that community touch where actually having that personal interaction, you feel a lot more attached to the work, I feel like, when you actually feel what you're doing instead of just thinking that you're doing good, you actually can see the good so it's really cool that you get to do both with what you're doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's going to develop into whatever it develops. I mean, it's it's um right now it's just a couple podcasts and a and a Patreon, you know, and and the the work continues with the van tours. I I even think there, you know, I'm trying to provide a service of sorts as well. I'm try it's it's an educational thing to for somebody who's interested in van life to watch one of these tours and be like oh, when I build a van, I'm going to put this in it, I'm going to do this. Or, you know, the questions I ask these people, too, is I ask them, you know, documentary-style questions, and one of the the big ones that I've always asked is, what is your philosophy on life? And so it becomes uh, another space where people can talk about um, something that's inspirational or something that that has helped them, and and it's another area where where, um, that sharing can happen. That's and, a uh, big
1: question. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it, do people normally just start going right off the bat? Or does it, do, they, do they have to take <laughs> a, a, a few minutes and think, what is my whole philosophy on life? Wow.
2: It's a, Yeah, it's a funny question. It, you know, the, the normal response, or not the normal, but the most frequent response is laughter. And then people being <laughs> like, that's a crazy question. Like, whoa, we're getting deep here or something like that. and then <laughs> uh,
0: you I know, could but, see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like when you think about that stuff all the time, it only takes you a few seconds to think about it, but if you never think about it, it's like, well... It's easy to just... Where did that come from? <laughs> live your life and ignore a huge aspect
1: of it on the, you know, not yeah, meaningfully.
0: I, I don't know. For me, I... Not thinking about that stuff just, like, absolutely drives me nuts, so it's like, I could start talking about that anytime, yeah. but it's like... <laughs> I, I feel like normally people just kind of go without a Yeah, this is definitely why I'm doing this.
1: You say you want to make change. You ask Grady. He says, yeah, I want to make some change too.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I I feel like I'm very focused on what I want to do with like motivational speaking type stuff. But I I don't know. Well, um, maybe we should ask the question, what's your philosophy on life? (laughs) Personally, I I feel like don't laugh, don't (laughs) laugh. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you're like telling me not to laugh definitely doesn't make this any easier. But definitely still trying to figure out the like actual keys as far as happiness. But as far as everything that I've learned so far, being able to focus on yourself and being able to help others by actually being able to do something with yourself. Like if you don't build any sort of skills, you can't really help people on any sort of kind of bigger scale you can obviously be kind to someone and hand them an apple or things like that and in the process of doing that you need to learn what it is that you enjoy about life what you do and how you enjoy your relationships with people but it feels like it's kind of a balance of okay what do I want to do for myself what do I want to do in terms of my relationships with people what do I really enjoy doing with my time and trying to put as much of yourself out there into the world without completely killing yourself with exhaustion. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like the more you kind of buy into whatever system you believe in in terms of your own morals and things like that, the more you fully commit to that and you learn from your lessons along the way and you can fully understand with your own head, okay, this is why I believe this and if you do mess up and something doesn't make sense, you learn from it and you just continue to go down that process. I feel like the more people put into that the more they tend to enjoy life and being able to kind of find a balance and realize that most things are relative they're not all just black and white there are some things that are black and white like if I shoot Jack for no apparent reason, that's bad. That's, bad. that's just kind of an objective the thing. The world has but,
1: lost another great philosophy.
0: But you know, whether I eat a cookie or not, it yeah it depends what my objective is. Looks, you know, if I'm feeling things. really fat, maybe I don't eat a cookie. But you know, if <laughs> I'm just trying to have a good day, most of the time a cookie's a good way to go. But just knowing what you trying to build into knowing what you want out of the world, and then just giving all of yourself into it.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, it sounds like uh it sounds like there's also like some balance in there. Like that's an important factor for Definitely. me. Definitely. Is, like, is like finding the balance, you know, and then it also sounded like you were kind of touching on like kind of like um perpetual kind of self-growth, like continuing down that. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could mistakes. probably put
0: the words to better <laughs> At some point, I'll put the words together better. It's just this is kind of free-flowing off the top of my head.
1: Uh, Autumn (laughs) 2050 Grady Cool's autobiography will be out. Uh, You can read about it then. (laughs) I'll put the link in the description if I remember. I I still
0: haven't quite figured out how the feel fulfilled. You know, constantly, we're still working on that one.
1: I'm, you know, major major <laughs> life events really have a way of changing the answer to that type yeah, of question. Yeah, it's almost like, like at the age of twenty-two, grade, you just don't and know I that much. I just graduated college <laughs> months ago, so life is very different than it was at the beginning of the year. So it's yeah, we're we'll, we'll see we'll see where what we see. I I think I personally really enjoy creating things, but I've never been one for the classical arts. So, we'll. I like podcasting so far though. So it's a fun time. It is a fun time.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The act of creation, man, is, is a good, it's a good, uh, it's very fulfilling to see something come about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about. I think it's something different to everybody else who, who also likes to create things, but yeah, there's just that, that, that feeling of fulfillment. I definitely, definitely get that when creating stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like definitely a good little chat. But <laughs> yeah. if
0: people wanna story. find you on social media and check out your documentary, where can people find you?
2: Um that's a good question. I guess uh I got so I know it was a bunch different, of different places, but so many where's the first place to go? Uh go to my YouTube channel, it's called Forest Stevens Forest with two R's. Uh I got my podcast on there, it's called What I Learn From. It's also available on all audio podcast platforms. Um yeah and then uh if you wanted to check out my movies um they're on my youtube channel called different media or on prime video
0: if you search the reality of van life sounds good all right yeah that's great all those will be down in the description as well is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up
1: yes i have one very uh not important point because we kept going too deep but i i definitely you mentioned hippies in Canada, and I just I can't imagine what a Canadian hippie would sound like. I just have like they're just such different ideas in my head.
2: Well, you've been talking to one for what <laughs> forty minutes or so. There you,
0: there you have it. I I definitely can imagine with like the van, the camping,
1: the I know it's just for whatever reason I just have them. They're so they're just totally separate categories in my mind, it's just like. World's a bigger place than I thought it was an hour ago. <laughs> well, you know, a That's lot a good of them thing.
2: Are, uh, there was a huge amount of draft dodgers in the Vietnam War that uh... that from America that came up specifically to British Columbia. British Columbia is like a uh, Pacific Northwest, so think of Oregon, Washington, same yeah. same environment. Even though except more wild. Like Canada has a tenth of the population that America has. So right. it's very spread open. There there's lots of land very few people in a lot of the regions that allows for the hippies of of hermit like hermit type hippies you know the mountain men the big beard yeah. the seclusion yeah, yeah. and then it also allows for a lot of craziness with like intentional communities because there's cheap land and they can get away from their own town and make their own town so there's that that whole hippie scene here quite a lot as well um, yeah there's a, there's a lot of A lot of hippiness going
0: on (laughs) in Canada.
1: Who would have thought? Who would have (laughs) thought?
0: Not me. Well, anyways, if you guys enjoyed, make sure to hit that like button. Subscribe for more videos in the future, and we will see you all in the next episode. Bye. (laughs)